Our scripture reading for today comes from Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today we are going to be looking at uh, the 23rd Psalm. How many of you learned the 23rd Psalm as a kid or young adult? Yes? Yeah? How many of you that it's one of your favorite psalms? Yes? How many of you, when you hear the 23rd Psalm read, that sometimes you think of a funeral? Mm -hmm. Sometimes, yeah. 23rd Psalm is, is often read at, at funerals. We can say that the 23rd Psalm is a very familiar psalm. We can miss the message that it is trying to communicate so, to us. Let's so, have let's fresh eyes, have fresh eyes, open ears and hearts, open ears and, and hearts, let's see what the Holy Spirit might be trying to say to us today in this 23rd Psalm. Now, this psalm is now, a comforting psalm, 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 and maybe that is why it is used often in funerals. But what you need to know is this psalm is not about death or dying. In fact, this psalm. Life and, and living, it is about relationship. It is about a relationship between a sheep and its shepherd. This psalm is about a shepherd that strongly participates in the life of a sheep. And as we continue in this series, Pieces of Peace, we are going to be looking at inner peace and how inner peace is a process. Uh, we talked about the puzzle and the puzzle pieces and how we have to first look to the box to look at the picture to see how we are going to begin to, to piece together this puzzle. And just as we look to the box to gain that clear picture of what that puzzle looks like, in the same way we learned last week of how our peace comes from an understanding of who God is. When we need peace in our life, we look to God. God is the one who brings order to our chaos. God is the one who brings peace uh, to our anxiousness and to our fears. As our relationship with God grows deeper, uh, then we begin to trust him and we allow him in that process of our lives as he begins to sort out all those pieces in our life, those pieces that may be fearful or, or chaotic or, or broken uh, from broken relationships. And as we know, just as the puzzle, when we have to sort through those puzzle pieces and begin to find the corner pieces and the straight edge pieces and, and to begin to put them together, uh, it's in the same way where God begins to put our life back together and he begins with the strong corner piece and that corner piece is Jesus Christ. He is the chief cornerstone. He is our main corner piece. And then you have the apostles and the prophets that are part of the corner pieces as well. 
In fact, without Jesus Christ being that main corner piece in our lives, we have no peace. Jesus is the one who comes and reconciles us back unto God. He is the one that enables us to have that sweet relationship with God, and he also reconciles us with others, and we are reconciled with ourselves. Because of Jesus, we now have peace with God. Jesus is the one who gives us his peace. He is the Prince of Peace. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. And so on this faith journey of life with God, we discover that inner peace is a process. Each one of us are born with a desire of, of companionship and, and fellowship to know that we belong and that we're going to be cared for. Each one of us are born with a desire of, of knowing what the purpose and the meaning is in our life. And as we continue with our relationship with God, oftentimes life can become hectic. Uh, it can be chaotic. Crisis can occur. We can have a turmoil inside of us as God be begins to deal with those broken places uh, in our lives. And when this happens, we uh, tend to look for those places of rest and restoration because we're feeling isolated. We're feeling alone. We may be feeling fearful, and, and we desire that rest and restoration. Now, even though now it's been 3,000 years since David wrote these wonderful words of this psalm, this psalm still has the power and the clarity uh, to speak to us about the human drama and our search for God. Now, we now live in suburban and computerized world with technology, a techn technological culture. But when this psalm was written, it was written in a rural, agricultural, tribal culture. But it doesn't make any difference because this psalm's symbolisms and imagery uh, speaks to our hearts. Uh, it brings peace to us when we picture a shepherd caring and providing for his flock and how it nurtures us seeing that. Because we all need the love and the care, the companionship and the compassion from a good shepherd. shepherd. All people, all cultures are in need of that. And so I believe that this psalm holds great promises and potential uh, to give us purpose and meaning and to give us the peace that we individually desire, but for peace for us as a collective group. This psalm reflects that ever since creation, God built into us a need to rest. We all need a time of resting and renewal, a time of recreation. How many of you could have a time of just simply resting and laughing and, and enjoying uh, one another's company? And oftentimes life crowds things in, and it's in these moments that we ignore that need to rest. We ignore that need to be renewed, and our minds and our bodies, they become tired uh, and weary, and we lose our energy. And this is a warning to us because we need to slow down. We need to be still. We need to, to let God come near us and, and to refresh us, to strengthen us, and to renew us. God knows our every need, and he is the one uh, that is going to take the initiative to provide for us if we will simply become aware of his presence and position ourselves to receive what he wants to give us. God's word is not going to lead us down a path of destruction. 
You know, it says in the psalm that he leads us in path of righteousness for his name's sake. So he has great interest in us, and he is going to lead us in a path that is going to restore us and to renew us. Only Jesus Christ, our good shepherd, can bring the resources that we need for life. Jesus Christ, our good shepherd, is our chief corner piece. And when we allow him to come and to be in control of our lives, then he begins that process of bringing peace in every area, in those places of our life that seem to be chaotic, where there needs to be order, places in our life that are hectic or maybe we're anxious or fearful. Jesus Christ came so that we could be made whole and well. He came so that we could be set free from the bondage of our false self so that we could be our true and authentic self. This doesn't happen overnight. Peace is a process. Every journey begins with a first step. And just like it is with a puzzle, the jigsaw puzzle, it begins with that very first corner piece. Jesus Christ is our first corner piece. And then he begins that process, and he begins to put our lives together, and he brings peace. Just as the puzzle comes together one piece at a time, you put it together, the corner pieces, and then you begin to work in the middle for a little while, Our transformation is gradual, and it's moment by moment, little by little, each day that we become more and more like Jesus Christ, and it all starts by being still so that we can know that God is our good shepherd. Isaiah 53, 6 declares that all we like sheep have gone astray. In other words, everyone has lost their sense of direction at one time or another. And sheep have a poor sense of direction. I know, I'm directionally challenged. And I have a poor sense of direction. But to add to that problem, sheep do not see very well. And, uh, and so they get lost very easily. And they often don't know how to get themselves out of trouble. How many of you are like that? I know I can be. The way that sheep and livestock are cared for and herded in America is radically different than the way livestock and sheep is cared for in the Middle Eastern culture. In America, the cattle or the sheep are herded from the back. Uh, uh, Oftentimes, maybe with dogs or horses, but they come behind them and they drive them forward and they herd them from the back. But in the Middle Eastern culture, a shepherd most often goes in front of the sheep and he leads them. And that is why it's so important for the sheep because they don't see very well is for them to recognize the shepherd's voice, and the shepherd leads them in front of them. There is great strength and comfort in knowing that we have the good shepherd in Jesus Christ, and he is an active participant in our journey, and he is leading us along the way. Look at verses 2 and 3. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. 
So let's take a closer look at this popular psalm, this well-known psalm, because what we may be picturing in our minds of what we think green pastures and still waters looks like may not be exactly what David is talking about. Because you see in the western green pastures, how many of you, when you think of green pastures, you see a lush field? I I think of like a place in, in beautiful Colorado. My mom lives in Colorado Springs. I've seen those beautiful open fields and valleys where the the lush, tall grass waving in the wind, and you've got the beautiful little wildflowers and a few trees here and there. And that's what I think of when I, when I think of, of, of green pastures. And commonly, uh, when we think of green pastures in the Bible, we also think of uh, how God supplies our need in amazing abundance, that there's all that there is that we need in this, in this lush green pasture. But in the areas around Jerusalem on the hillsides, it is mainly dirt and sand. And there is not a lot of lush green grass there. In fact, what you see is a lot of rocks and maybe a sprig or two of the grass. And you can see in this picture that is about to come up. Now, does that look like the green pasture that you had pictured in your mind? It it certainly wasn't for me. And yet, that's what it looks like in and around in the um, area of Jerusalem. And so, what in the world could have David been referring to when he said that God makes me lie down in green pastures? Because to our modern eyes, uh, there's no pasture at all, and there certainly doesn't look like there's a whole lot of green. But just as it is in this area, we have times when it rains. But we also have times when it's really, really dry. And that looks like a picture of when it is dry. But the hot west wind comes and it blows up against the hillside and it condenses on those cool rocks and that it creates that moisture. And then Jerusalem only has about 23 inches of rain in a year. But it is enough for those green sprigs to come up and for the sheep uh, to graze on. But then when you step back in the next picture, when you see that there is a a, a lot of rain, then you can see it looks like there are a whole lot more of those green sprigs, those grassy areas. And uh, and if you look closer, uh, you can see those pads, the the sand, the dirt across there. Those are the pads in which uh, the sheep are are brought out upon and where they go uh, to graze. And so uh, the shepherd brings the sheep to this place and the sheep are able to reach out into the middle of that, that green grass and they pull it up and they take a bite and they are able to eat it. it it's not a lot of grass, it, it's just some sprigs, but it is enough for them to take a bite. Then they take another step and they move a little bit further and then they reach in and they take another bite. And the shepherd leads them through this until all of them have had an opportunity then to eat. And it's just enough for today's meal. If you remember in the Lord's Prayer, we say what? Give us this day our daily bread. And so God provides just what we need, just as he did for the children of Israel when the manna came. It was enough just for that day. And uh, which says that our inner peace is a process. Our relationship with God is to be daily. We are to meet with God on a daily basis. And he provides moment by moment exactly what it is that we need. We don't have to worry about what is going to happen in the future. That kind of routine shows us God's faithfulness to us. And that provides us with peace and stability. 
It's the same way with children. They like a routine. And when their routine is disrupted, they become unstable. It speaks to them uh, peace and stability when we have that routine. This is how God shepherds us. He's not going to lead us to those green uh, pastures uh, of super abundance because then we wouldn't be dependent upon God. And God wants us to depend on him. God leads us to the right path, to those little sprigs of grass, and it is just enough for today. And then tomorrow he will lead us on. And then it goes on and David says, then he brings us to lie down in the green pastures. And so the shepherds would create an enclosure and they would take rocks and they would build, uh, stack them up and build three walls. And they would bring the sheep into that enclosure and then the shepherd himself would lay across the opening of that enclosure so that he would be aware of when the sheep are coming in and going out. And so this place becomes a place of rest under the shepherd's watchful eye. And to me, that is very comforting. God offers his peace and his comfort to us every day if we will simply follow him and where he leads us. And that is a beautiful picture, and it's a much different picture than I had imagined in my mind. So now let's look at what David meant by the still waters. He leads me beside the still waters. In our Western world, it is challenging to find anyone who was willing to live life slowly, to take it easy, and to move slowly. In fact, it is the exact opposite. It is very fast-paced, and we tend to focus on our busyness, our hurriedness, and, and, and life being a frenzy. In fact, some of us even take great pride in being busy. And sometimes it's to an extreme, and we feel like, you're sure that you've seen a circus, those poles that are sticking up, and they have the plates up on top of the poles, and they're spinning those plates around, and they're trying to create the balance to make sure that they all stay spinning so that none of them spin off and fall down to the ground and break into pieces. And that's the way it is in our lives sometimes when we are too busy and we don't take time out for God. And sometimes our days just become a blur, and we have a hard time catching up. And we don't take time out to see the beauty of God's creation. We don't take time out to see the beauty of our relationships, to see what is right before us. God offers us a chance to slow down and to take time with him. The still waters that we read about in Psalm 23 are not swift-moving river. Uh, They're little streams, and they're very shallow. In fact, there's just a little trickle of water, and that bubbling water is soothing. It's about ankle deep, and, uh, and, but it allows you to be able to rest and to enjoy yourself. And I believe that this is what David meant. If you show the next picture, uh, that this is a picture of one of, of those streams. A shepherd is not going to lead you to rapidly flowing water because it's dangerous and because the loudness of it would scare the sheep. God does not want us to, to, to live that way. He longs to give us peace and rest and tranquility. And he will take us to that water, that place of purity, the place where we can be cleansed. And it's almost a place that is motionless, where we can be still and where we can hear the voice of the shepherd telling us how much he does love us. We sing about that this morning. He loves us 
And he gives us that mercy and that grace. He wants us to quiet ourselves and to be still and to experience his deep love in an intimate way. Because the water is so calm, we can step into that living water. We can wait around and we can immerse ourselves into his grace and then our thirst is quenched. God's invitation to drink of his peace is found in Isaiah 55, which says, everyone who thirsts comes to these waters. And then he reminds us again in Revelation 7, 17, for the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water. And so we can't experience the serene power of these still waters and for our thirst to be quenched until we're willing to give up our hurriedness of our, our, our daily busy schedules and to begin to follow God and to enter into that time of rest. That continual place of rest and peace, that inner peace that we long for is a process. Supplying our daily leads is offered to us. Peace and rest is ours. And so the next time that you're feeling anxious, you're feeling completely stressed out, maybe even fearful, I hope that you will remember the 23rd Psalm and to allow Jesus, the good shepherd, uh, to lead you in those paths and to know that our inner peace is a process. Jesus is our peace even during conflict. The world will tell you that peace is the absence of conflict, but that isn't so. You can experience Jesus' peace in the midst of conflict, just as it says in the 23rd Psalm, where we have a feast in the presence of our enemies. That requires Jesus' peace in our heart. And it, it, and it doesn't matter what circumstances happen, and they're going to change, we can still rest in God's loving care and to receive his peace. Let us pray. Jesus, we thank you that you are our good shepherd. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the peace that you offer us and that our sanctification is a process, that it takes time, that we enter into sweet fellowship with you and we thank you for bringing that peace between us and God and with one another. In Jesus' name, amen.